0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to uh, our third champion uh, story for our Piltover and Zaun series. Another Zaun character this week, as we mentioned on last week's episode, uh, on our Victor episode, we'll be discussing Blitzcrank this week. And since he is a creation of Victor himself, uh, Blitzcrank uh, came out all the way back in 2009. So, kind of one of that first initial influx of champions when the game was launched. Uh, He he was released later that year, of the same year that the game was launched. Uh, I believe he's the 32nd released champion. Uh, He is pretty much only ever going to be played support. Uh, He's a tank support and engage support uh, due to his hook. Uh, ability. And so yeah, been out almost 12 years, less than two months away from 12 years of Blitz Crank. That's, that's crazy. He doesn't have anywhere that I could find, at least he doesn't have his own theme, his own music, but I do have some that uh, fits for him, I guess. Uh, And so yeah, we can hop right into it. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying learning about these characters. Uh, I know I am and hopefully we can continue to have a continuity between uh, the characters each week. Uh, it might, you know, be segmented in that but I like that we, you know, have jace victor and blitzcrank uh all together and we'll see kind of where this one leads us if anywhere um but yeah so thanks for listening uh and enjoy blitzcrank's biography and his story and hopefully you aren't annoyed by my blitzcrank impression even though i said i wasn't going to do a robotic voice last week it was more like i wasn't going to do like a half-human, half-robot voice last week. I'm going to try and do (laughs) Blitzcrank this week, partially because I have hundreds of games played on Blitzcrank, so I feel like I have a good sample population to try and match my impression to. So uh, (laughs) hopefully this doesn't turn you away from the podcast, but uh, here we go. Blitzcrank the Great Steam Golem Zaun is a place of wondrous experimentation and vibrant, colorful life where anything can be achieved but not without a cost. For all its boundless creativity there is also waste, destruction, and suffering in the Undercity so pervasive that even the tools created to alleviate it cannot escape its corrosive grasp. Designed to remove the toxic waste claiming whole neighborhoods of Zaun Lumbering mechanical golems toiled in violently hazardous locations. One such golem worked alongside its fellows, fulfilling his programming to reclaim Zon for the people. But the caustic reality of their mission soon wore away at its robust form, and before long it was rendered inoperative and discarded as useless. Useless to all but one person. The inventor, Victor, discovered the abandoned golem and, seeing the potential still within the inert chassis, inspiration struck. Victor began a series of experiments seeking to improve the automaton by introducing a new element that would elevate it far beyond the original scope of its creation, Hextech. Implanting a priceless Hextech crystal sourced from the deserts of Shurima into the chassis of the forsaken golem, Victor waited with bated breath as the machine rumbled to life. Victor named the golem Blitzcrank after the fizzing arcs of lightning that danced around their frame an unexpected side effect of the Hextech crystal and sent them down into the most toxic regions of Zaun. Not only did Blitzcrank prove as capable as any of their steam-powered brethren, but they accomplished their tasks with vastly improved speed and efficiency, and as the days turned into weeks, Victor began to watch something miraculous unfold. His creation was learning. Blitzcrank innovated, interpreting and extrapolating on their daily directives. As a result, they did far more to serve the people of Zaun, and even began to interact with them on a regular basis. Seeing his golem progress to the cusp of self-awareness, Victor sought to replicate his achievement, but found only frustration and failure, as the key to Blitzcrank's blossoming consciousness eluded him. Not all of Blitzcrank's growth was cause for celebration. Concepts like modernation and nuance escaped them, and Blitzcrank would pursue any effort with the entirety of their being, or none at all. They would occasionally overdo or misinterpret the requests of Zonites, such as smashing down the front of a tenement to admit a single resident who had lost their key, or even tearing an entire factory apart. Dispatched by Victor to clear a neighborhood of toxic chemicals, Blitzcrank traced the caustic runoff to its source. Reasoning that the most efficient means to prevent further pollution was to eliminate the source of said pollution, Blitzcrank proceeded to destroy the factory, their lightning-wreathed fists not stopping until it was reduced to a mound of rubble and twisted iron. Enraged, the chem baron who owned the ruined factory descended upon Victor, demanding that he destroy the golem or pay a steeper price in blood. Victor was devastated, having come to view Blitzcrank as a living being rather than simply a tool to do his bidding. He concocted a scheme to smuggle his creation to safety, ready to accept the dangers and consequences of doing so. But as he returned to his laboratory to set his plan in motion, he discovered that the Blitzcrank, or that Blitzcrank was already gone. Blitzcrank's evolution beyond the constraints of their original programming had yet to cease. Having grown into full self-sufficiency, they resolved to take up their mission independent from their creator. Rumors abound that the Golem has even begun to upgrade their own form as they as they labor tirelessly to assist and protect Zonites without pausing for instruction. They now patrol the Undercity, deciding for themselves how best to shepherd Zon down the path to becoming the greatest city Valoran has ever seen. Um. So. Uh, I, I I guess I don't know what to to say on this. Pretty short biography, but not, I mean, I guess I kind of figured it was going to be that way for, you know, a robot golem. Um, But yeah, so doing good and sometimes doing bad by doing good um, when they can't tell the difference. Um, So kind of an innocent thing, um, even though it's probably embedded with a bunch of Victor's thought processes which is going to be why we hear blitzcrank say something like the time of man has come to an end like um oh sorry i should say that like blitzcrank so like the time of man has come to an end um i don't know if my voice is really feeling it today to do that but we're going to find out in the uh in the story here because there's actual voice lines um but again, we're seeing this kind of image being painted where Zahn isn't really evil, right? It's, I mean, there are evil people there. There's evil evil people everywhere, right? But we get this picture of Piltover, you know, it's this glowing metropolis, but also as like snobby uh, looking down upon those in Zahn. And then Zahn is looking out for themselves and there's these things, these blitzcranks, you know, that are just trying to help. Uh, Victor, despite some of his motives, j- just wants to help. Um, and so, so it's a very odd dichotomy that we're probably used to having flipped. Um, but that being said, we can hop on in to uh, the, the short story here. It, it's called ensemble and this is also by rayla heidi uh we've read stories from her in the past i believe last week's was also by rayla heidi um so ensemble and just like every week um these are all found on universe.leagueoflegends.com uh each champion if you go to the champions section you know it'll have their biography and their short story as well as other things um and a lot more content. And if you go there, or if you go into the League client, there's a nice, an awesome lore event currently ongoing called the Ruination, which deals with uh, the Shadow Isles, which were formerly known as the Blessed Isles. Um, which is awesome. Um, we had already started Piltover before this thing came out, uh, and I, I, it wasn't on my radar. Uh, else we probably could have done the Shadow Isles right now to really tie in all the champion lore with that. Um, But that's a really, really cool thing going on, and you're getting a lot of dialogue uh, between characters that are fighting against the Ruination and then the characters that are behind the Ruination happening. Uh, So go and check that out if you want more um, lore content right now. Um, We will cover the Shadow Isles in the future, but it obviously won't be anything like... um, what's going on right now uh within the game itself and then also on on their universe website as far as like uh dialogue between characters and missions and and that sort of thing but okay now we can hop on into ensemble i put the goal in golem that was humor other golems find that to be appropriately funny. Uh, I'm gonna apologize. Uh, so this whole story is narrated. Essentially, you're like in the mind of Blitzcrank. Um, so I'm not going to read this entire thing in his robot voice. I will do if he says something. I will do it in his voice. But this would be hell on my <laughs> on my throat and um probably wouldn't be that much fun to listen to because as you just heard with that voice line from him, um, I probably can't match that exact sound uh, no matter how hard I try. So, and this thing is rather long, or not terribly long, but long enough to where if I were to do the whole thing in that voice, I would not feel good afterwards. So um, I do apologize if you don't think I'm dedicated enough to the, to the podcast, but here we go the plump belly of the rising howl looms before me churning with its endless gears and elaborate ironwork some say the howl is named for the raw iron wolf that cries atop the apex of the hextralic descender others swear the ghost of a black veiled gentle servant haunts the cabin and when the howl lifts him away from his lost love in zon the sounds of his moans reverber- reverberate and shake its metal core Many Piltovans, convinced as they are in their own sound judgment, are sure the name refers to nothing more than the cold wind whistling between the crevices below their city. But to me the howl is not a single lone cry. It is an orchestra of noise, a melodic blend of a thousand unique sounds. It is why I am drawn to the machine. The multi-tiered elevator, supported by three vertical structural beams which span the height of the city, descends to the promenade level and slows to a lurching halt. Disembark for the promenade, the conductor announces, her voice magnified by a bell-shaped sonophone. She adjusts her thick goggles as she speaks. Boundary markets, College of Techmaturgy, Horticultural Center. Passengers pour from the descender, dozens of others board and spread throughout its floors, merchants traveling to Zaun to trade in the night bazaars, workers returning home to sleep, wealthy Zaunites visiting night blooms and glass-domed cultivars. Then there are the unseen riders who have made the howl their home. I spy them scurrying in the shadows, playgrats, shadow hares, and Viridian beetles. Sometimes I climb down the crevices to descend to the sump, but tonight I long for the harmony of noise I know the descender will create. Instead of entering through the doorway, I swing around the outside and lock my grip on the bottommost bar where rigid steel brackets frame the glass windows. My metal plates clank as I clamber onto the howl, drawing stares from the passengers and what looks like a grimace from the conductor. My knowledge of facial expressions grows each day. Most passengers ride within the compartment, away from the cold and soot, but outside, in the open air, I can hear the satisfying click-clack of mechanical parts snapping into place and the soft hiss of steam releasing as we sink into Zaun. And besides, I don't easily fit through most doors." A small boy clings to his sump-scrapper father's hand and gapes at me through the window. I wink at him and his mouth opens in what I estimate is surprise. He ducks behind his father. Going down, says the conductor. She rings a large bell and adjusts the dials on a bright red box. I can almost feel the commands buzz as they surge through wires into the descender's engine. Below us, the iron pinnacles of Zahn's towers and green glass cultivars glitter like candles in the dimming light. The howl whirs and creaks as as its cranks spiral down against three towering beams, weighted down with iron, steel, and glass. A blast of steam whistles from the topmost pipe. Inside the cabin, the sump scrapper and his child look on as a musician tunes his four-stringed chitterone and begins a sonorous melody. His tune synchronizes with the clacking gears and whirring machinery of the howl. The father taps his foot to the rhythm... A beetle snaps her pincers as she scrambles away from the man's heavy boot. A gang of chem-punks lean against the wall in soft repose, a pause so unlike their usual frenzied jaunts throughout the city. The howl whirs in its perfect fusion of sounds during our descent. I marvel at the symphony around me and find myself humming along to the deep buzzing tones. The rhythm thrums through me and I wonder if those around me feel it entrance the conductor calls out as the descender slows a pair of couriers carrying parcels wrapped in twine disembark along with a crew of chemtech researchers and a crowd of chem merchants a merry crowd of zonites from the theater district steps aboard down we go she says ringing her bell and the howl responds where they were the descender sinks in the windows mist as vapor pours from pipes above Beads of water spread across my metallic chest as the harmony of clanking machinery and whooshing steam begins anew. A discordant murmur interrupts the pattern of sounds. The vibration is subtle, but I can tell something is off. The descender continues as if all was normal, until a jarring clunk breaks its perfect rhythm. Though I have never dreamed, I know I break in the pattern this abrupt is a machine's most frightening nightmare. The spiraling Gearway is jammed, and the cabin's iron brackets grate against it with a horrible screech. Many lives are at stake, and I feel the machine's pain as it braces desperately against the support beams. The entire weight of the howl heaves against its bending columns, and the cabin tilts at a lurching angle. Rivets burst from their seams as metal is pulled away from itself. We wobble for a moment, then drop. Inside the cabin, passengers scream and grasp the nearest railing as they plunge. This is a different kind of howl. I tighten my hold on the cabin's bottommost platform. I extend my other arm, launching it toward one of the three vertical structural beams. The iron column is slippery in the mist, and my grip misses it by inches. I retract my arm and steam blasts from my back as I try again, whizzing it toward a second beam. Another miss. Time slows. Inside the cabin, the chempunks cling to a ledge while the Viridian beetle flies out an open window. The sump scrapper and his child brace themselves against the glass, which fractures under their weight. The boy tumbles out, scrabbling at the frame with his fingers before he slips and falls. I reach up and catch the boy in mid-flight, then retract my arm. Hold on, I say. The child clings to the plates on my back. I fire my arm up toward the support beam once more, and this time my hand meets solid metal with a resounding clang as I secure my hold. My other arm is forced to extend as it's wrenched down by the plunging cabin, so much that I feel my joints might fracture suspended in midair i try to steady my grip with a great jolt my arm jerks as the descender itself halts its free fall it shakes from the sudden stop now supported only by my arm the boy shudders as he tightens his grip on my back the howl is still 50 feet above the ground hovering over the sump level buildings my overlapping metal plates groan as they strain against the weight and i concentrate all my efforts on holding myself together if i fall the howl falls with me along with all its passengers While locking my arm onto the support beam, I slide down the pillar. We drop ten feet, and the cabin sways precariously before stabilizing again. Sorry about that, I shout. Statements of empathy can be reassuring to humans in moments of crisis. I must try again. I must be strong. I release my grip on the support column ever so slightly, and with a piercing screech, we gently slide down the remaining forty feet to the ground. My valves sigh as they contract. Passengers echo my sighs as they stumble through the doors and broken windows into the sump level, leaning on each other for support. The boy on my back breathes rapidly as he holds my neck. My arms whir as I retract them and lower myself to the floor, crouching down so the child can touch the ground. He scrambles back to his father, who embraces him. The conductor emerges from the descender and looks at me. You saved us. All of us, she says, her voice shaking from what I think is shock. Thank you. I am simply fulfilling my purpose, I say. I am glad you are not hurt. Have a good day. She smiles and turns to direct the crowd of Zonai to have gathered to offer their assistance to the passengers and begin repairs. One of the chempunk girls carries the musician's chitterone for him as he crawls from the descender. Several of the theater folk comfort an elderly man. Two hex mechanics stumble toward me and I direct them to a medical officer who is setting up a tented repair station. The murmurs of the passengers and the hissing groans of the wounded descender blend with whirs and churning of the sump. The steam engine within my chest murmurs along and I move to whistle a tune. The boy turns and waves shyly at me. I wave back. He runs to catch up with his father, his heavy boots tapping a rhythm on the cobblestones. Shifting wheels sing and gears click clack within the belly of the rising howl. The Viridian beetle snaps her pincers in time with the beat as she zooms away into the sump. The end. Um Yeah, the Blitzcrank is uh a swell dude, it sounds like. Um Yeah. They they all are probably similar to this. Um and the, definitely the we see the 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 gaining sentience type uh, traits here, like having enjoyment, which you don't see in like you know robotic creatures, right? Like him enjoying the sounds of the the howl, or like the way certain things feel um you know sitting on top of it uh <laughs> it, it, pretty cool to to see the character expressed that way uh and you know again like I said in between the biography and and this like we we see Zahn as you know it's not it's not like an evil lair right it's it's a city with people that do all the normal things that other people do in other cities. It's just overshadowed by Piltover. And it has all these wonderful things uh, that exist within it that are vilified by people uh, in Piltover and other places because they view them as dirty, uh, as... uh, as a criminal in some way due to reputations of a few in, in Zahn. Right. Like the, you know, the chem barons and these chem punk kids probably give a lot of other people a bad rap, but, uh, um, I'm excited to see where the rest of Zon's characters take us in terms of our view of Zon, uh, because right now, like, I'd I'd probably be like, okay, well, Zahn's not that bad, and Piltover is full of, you know, snobby, uptight, aristocrat people that are not fun at parties, you know? Not that I'm the most fun at parties, because I'm not, uh, unless I'm hosting them. Even then, I'm usually not, because I'm usually grumpy uh, because people irritate me, but uh yeah if i'm not hosting the party i'm, I'm no fun at all because uh, i i uh, i'm just a grouch a lot of the time um, especially with a lot of people around uh, to annoy me and that's my personality and um, working on changing that i've uh, been trying kind of hard uh, for a few years to not be like that anymore Um so Still an ongoing process, but we are getting there. Um, So yeah, that's Blitzcrank. I love Blitzcrank. Uh, I don't play him anymore because as I'm gaining rank, he's less and less viable. Uh, You'll get punished way harder at higher levels um, playing Blitzcrank in less than ideal circumstances. Um, And I found some champions that just fit better for what i want to do how i want to play but he's still awesome he's so fun to play and he can really you can really tilt uh, your opponents uh and your teammates too but you can really just make your opponent's lives miserable if if you play bliss crank well and yeah he's he's awesome um if so if you play support um try him out, pick him up. If you don't uh, play him already, he's kind of useful to have maybe in your back pocket. If you know, they're yet, they pick uh really low mobility, um, 80 carries and supports, uh, don't ever pick it into Morgana, uh, you know, cause your life is going to be useless. Um, but you know, if there's a gin on the other team, if there's a, um, who else? Like a Varus, Ver- uh, Blitzcrank would be really good uh, into Varus, and you know there's tons of supports that he's good in, t- that he can be good into. But there's a lot that he can be bad into, also that can really just negate all of your uh, abilities. <laughs> but that's uh, one of my guys. Um, I actually have a cross stitch of Blitzcrank and a shirt with Blitzcrank on him. On the shirt. uh, Courtesy of my sister. She got them for me for Christmas. Um, And they're nice. uh, But I don't play them that much anymore. It's kind of sad. The episode's kind of bittersweet. But that's the way it is, you know. I'm never ever going to be one of those people who only plays one champion for like my entire existence there's people with like millions of mastery points on one character and I'm just like how are you not bored completely with that one character um I just couldn't do that I would I would quit playing league at that point which maybe is a good thing but we're not to that point yet uh <laughs> probably getting there but we're not quite there uh, especially since I'm playing better than I ever have, and I'm reaching higher ranks than I ever have, which is kind of odd, because I'm older, and my reaction times are going to get a slower, and I'm not going to be playing as much, so it's kind of odd that I'm climbing as much as I am, but you all don't want really to really hear about my successes in solo queue, so, uh, and you've probably turned me off at this point, but we will end it there. Uh, I don't know who next week is going to be that's a mystery even to me we didn't have a tie-in in Blitzcrank's story um, but we will find someone maybe we'll switch back to Piltover like I said we were gonna do and we'll find a new storyline there and then they were all they will all wrap up and tie into each other but we have we've got a few more weeks of this and by a few I mean a lot uh, there's there's a lot of characters that go in that, that called this place home. So that'll be exciting. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening and be back in one week. A rolling golem gathers no rust.